Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. Do you love what you do? I mean, do you really love the work that you do and the people you do it for? If you're a business owner or the leader of an organization, you are probably pretty passionate about what you wanted to achieve in the beginning of your career. But as the years go by, sometimes that passion is replaced by the need to manage people, pay bills, turn a profit, the day-to-day whirlwind. While it can be hard to keep that passion alive, Linda Friel, CFO at Pain and Pain Builders in Chardon, Ohio, is with us today to tell us why it's important to stay passionate in your profession, what you can do to keep the passion alive, and how doing so can help keep all the other responsibilities you're managing in line and maybe just have some fun doing what you love to do the most. Welcome to Unsuitable, Linda. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for uh, taking the uh, the trip to podcast headquarters in Dublin, Ohio. As I see, you're located in Chardon, Ohio, uh, which uh, is a, a really neat part of Ohio. Isn't that uh, great wine country up that way? I don't know about wine country, the snow belt. The snow belt, <laughs> great snow and wine up that way. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to mention uh, that you're CFO at Pain and Pain Builders and uh, tell us a little bit about Pain and Pain. Um, Pain and Pain is a company that was started by Mike Payne Sr. And um, the sons eventually came to work for him. And now the two brothers, uh, Eric and Michael, are the shareholders and run the company. We've got 32 employees and we have two divisions. We have a custom division and a neighborhood division. And it was kind of a perfect fit for me because in public accounting, it was always to us about the people and personal relationships. And that's what Pain to Pain is all about. Um, building a home, which is in most instances, the bis- biggest people expense. people business. You yeah, got it. Yeah. The biggest expense you'll ever incur. And um, for us, the process is not only about building your home, but for you to be comfortable and happy with your home at the end and to make the process as seamless as possible. So as you made the transition from public accounting to uh, the construction industry, again, you hit it right on. That's a that's a uh, people business. Uh, you've got to uh, deal with customer service, client service on a uh, day-to-day. It's almost 24-7, each business. Absolutely. So, well, good. Uh, how can uh, our listeners uh, find out more about Pain and Pain? Can you... Can you throw out the uh, the website? Uh, it's a website we can visit, or we just yeah. go through Ray and find Pain and Pain that way. <laughs> you could do that. Um, we have our own website, um, and we have uh, different tabs on the website, so you can visit to learn about either the custom division or the neighborhoods we build in. Um, we have a tab about our people and what their roles are and the function they perform for our company. Okay. So today we want to talk about uh, customer service client service and in keeping the passion. And maybe we'll start with keeping the passion. Uh, obviously, you mentioned you were in public accounting prior to uh, uh, taking the CFO role. Illustrate, did you ever lose the passion along the way? I don't know if I ever lost the passion. Um, I worked in public accounting for 35 years. When my husband passed away, it was just a shift for me. I still had the passion to 
actually at that point, my number one focus was taking care of my clients to make sure that everybody was going to be okay. And that's, uh, Ray was a perfect match for us because we had similar philosophies. And when I met with Lee, I felt really good about the future of service to my my clients and then being able to perpetuate that. Right. Right. Well, like you said, the passion, uh, sometimes you take a little bit of a break from the passion just because of circumstances, but it sounds like you jumped right back into the passion uh, part of the equation, making sure that, uh, you know, your your clients were happy. Yeah, actually, it was like something to keep you going. You know what I mean? You go through a hard time in life and um, my passion for my clients who weren't just clients, they were friends because we had developed relationships. And it was interesting in that because they were always our focus, taking care of them because that was our livelihood, in our time of need, it was our clients who stepped up to the plate to return to us. Sure, sure. And I think that 24-7 mentality with passion in the public accounting uh, has carried over, I would think, to the construction industry that you're now in, that um, public accounting was a great foundation for that customer service. Absolutely, absolutely. Eric and Mike are completely committed to our customers and if we get a project that's going sideways, they're quick to get involved to get everything back on track. How can you uh, share with us, or would you please share with us a couple ways of how, you know, you became personally invested in your job? Were there any specific things you did that that helped that mentality? Well, I think part of it is, and you know, one of my takeaways from this is don't forget to be, or don't be afraid to become personally invested in what you're doing because then it becomes a passion. It's something more than something you're being paid for. You get a personal gratification from it. And at the end of the day, when you go the extra mile for a client, the client goes the extra mile for you. So I, I say that because I bet 95% of our referrals came from clients. You know, we could advertise all day long. We really didn't ever get it much from advertising. It was always client referrals. How did you hear about us? And it always a client's name would come up. So don't be afraid to let your hair down on this thing. Right. Go for it. Right. I mean, that, uh, and the payback is tremendous. Like you said, absolutely. the dividends, the repeat uh, customers and, and the new business. Yep, Absolutely. So in the uh, shift a little bit of gears to the construction uh, industry, and you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, someone building a, a resident or a dream home or, or a commercial building, you know, you're the CFO of a very successful organization. How do you, how do you translate that over to working with the, uh, the clients with Pain and Pain? Well, Pain and Pain is all about a team approach. Really, we kind of jump in and help each other when in many aspects of the business, it isn't like, yeah, I handle all the financial part of it. But if there's a need, uh, we're always streamlining our systems. Um, We have a saying, what isn't growing is dying. So we are constantly trying to improve our um, processes. And, you know, if I'm in the lobby, I say hello to whoever's in there. That's just the way we we approach things. You know, based on on what you said uh, earlier about don't be afraid to become personally invested in your job and the passion, it's had to translate to the bottom line. Absolutely. And I'm sure you've been in situations, client situations, uh, 
where you've looked and seen, boy, that passion's not there. And I think you can probably, there's a draw a parallel to the bottom line. Maybe they're not doing it. Maybe there's a, a failure somewhere in there. Well, we feel like that's the difference for how we can separate ourselves from other builders. We, that we take that more personal approach and we feel like that's what separates us. You know, and over the course of your career on customer service, when you would sit down and develop uh, goals, personal goals for the year, were there any goals in this area that that you can recall or want to share? I don't remember like ever like looking like we want to make this better or, you know, we we just try to keep our, we try to be the, you know, make the, we try to be the difference. We try to be the change. We tried to you know, make our service different than anybody else. If we felt like if we cared and put ourselves personally into the situation, that that that's what separated us. That's what made the difference. And right. it became a way of business for us. We really, we couldn't have done it any other way. Well, Linda, it sounds like really what we're talking about is uh, building the culture within the organization to make sure the passion is there and the client service is there. So, you know, and sometimes that happens naturally, but other times, you know, you have to you have to work hard at it. Yeah, no, that's true. And and I feel like, you know, we have a great team at Pain and Pain, and Ray has a good team too. And that, that's part of what attracted me to Ray. But at Pain and Pain, we have a great team and it's all about teamwork. It's working together. If you know somebody's needs help on something, every you know, everybody's anxious to pitch in. You're ready to go. It's yep. team effort. That's yep. culture. I mean, that's really what what this is uh, all about, a good part of it, is building that strong culture and sticking to it. Right, absolutely. You know, I've heard you say in, in, in some of the notes that, that we shared, you know, people and personal relationships are everything. And it sounds like you've lived by, you know, that sign your entire career. Any words of wisdom for our listeners on how we make that better? How do we make people and personal relationships better than ever? I think now when I when I look about it or really seriously think about it, I think about things that you do in life that you like or experiences that you had that stick through you with you know, stick to you or that you can remember or stick out to you. It's always about the people. So it's about the people you work with, it's about the people you do things with, it's about the people that you know you're with and, and at the end of the day, I always feel like if you put your best out, it's almost like a mirror. You know, it comes back to you. You know, what's interesting as I as I listen to the, to that, you know, we 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 get training in all the technical stuff and how to build a uh, you know a home or or take care of a general ledger, but very seldom do we get training in actual those people skills. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's just a natural process at some point for some business leaders. Yeah, absolutely. That's why, you know, the, to young people, I would encourage you to not be afraid to let people get to know you, learn who you are, learn about them, learn about their families. Because like in public accounting or even in building a home, you there are things you can learn from that person that can go into your project to make it better. Or, you know, in accounting, it's something you can learn about a person that maybe there's something tax-wise that you can help that person out by just getting to know them. Well, sounds like uh, coaching and mentoring. Yeah. Uh, been important in your uh, <laughs> in your career. So uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, we can talk a little bit about some advice 
you have for uh, our listeners and fellow colleagues who have a, a coaching and mentoring program, uh, w- would you would you uh, dedicate a a session to this? And hey, people, it's people, it's people. Yeah, it's always about the people, always. Any uh, any words of wisdom on what we you would do in a training session? Any uh, publications to read? Any discussions? Any crucial conversations? Or is it just kind of in the flow of, hey, this is what happened. Let's go for it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you just have to be yourself. You know what I mean? Not be able to, not be afraid to let other people see who you really are. And I think it's the genuine genuineness of like who you are and how you present yourself and your work ethic and your professionalism. At the end of the day, that all comes back to you. You, you just have to be, you know, a, a, an honest person and, and be who you are. You know, you'd also mentioned take care of your clients and customers and employees, I would say, in there. And in return, they will take care of you. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you've lived that your entire Yeah, career. it was interesting because I asked Eric Payne a couple of weeks ago how many of our new customers came from referrals. And he didn't know exactly, but he said, I can tell you it's a really high percentage. And that's, you know, one reason we try to take care of our people because it not only is it important to us and our future, but it's important to keep your people happy so that they can share their positive experience with other people. You know, and I'm sure you've had situations uh, come up in as a consumer where the other side of the aisle wasn't uh, treating you with the greatest client service, or you could tell they didn't have the passion, probably impacted your buying decision. Yeah, absolutely. I I think many times I go like, wow, they could be so much better if they would just, you know, provide some service or just relax and be human about this. You know what I mean? It gets too too process-driven, and sometimes that gets oh, yeah. lost in the big companies. Here's the checklist. Check that yeah. off. I forget there's a person on the other end of that yeah, checklist, absolutely. you know. But, uh, you know, we also talk on on this podcast quite a bit about the why, you know, why you do something and why you have the passion and why customer service. So I'm going to throw that back to you, you know. Why do you feel you need 110% effort on customer service? Well, because that's who we are. At the end of the day, if we don't have our customers, we don't have a business. And that's your culture. That's our culture. So you can you could probably do a seminar on creating a culture. <laughs> have you ever have you ever spoken a seminar on no. this? It, because it uh, you're very passionate, you can tell, and and your your resume uh, supports that as as well. You know, um, want to switch gears a bit about you know the CFO position and. In financial position, we always like to know how the economy is doing out there. Of course, we read, we see, but there's nothing like sitting down with an entrepreneur or CFO and saying, how's it going out there? What are you seeing? Economy good? Yeah, the economy's good right now. I, I mean, this has been, it's been a long time coming for us. You know, the, as far as the market goes, things were tight for a while. And so people are hesitant to make big decisions. Um the market is really good right now. Um, probably one of our biggest challenges is lumber at this point because of all the tariffs. Um, but 
See, I knew you were going to throw in a little political reference there about the trade ins and <laughs> trade agreements. Uh, you know, I didn't yeah. know we were going to dive into that. I don't have any notes on that, but if, no if notes you, on tariffs no, today. No, no notes on tariffs. <laughs> so we'll stay away from that. How's the uh, financing world? You know, obviously in the construction, you know, you're dealing with uh, customers who are, you know, looking to borrow money, need to borrow money, different in different ways and creative. How's the uh, how's the banking world out there as you as you see it from your position? Um, I think it's really good. Uh, we've got several banks that are in the, con you know, we run the construction loans through and they seem to be competitive for business. So it must be somewhere that they're looking to expand or a market that is lucrative for them. So thumbs up on uh, on where the business is. Yeah. How about, uh, how about the, the new tax law for construction uh, companies and small businesses. What, how, what's your feel on that? I think it might be too early to tell. We're That's not, why you got out of public accounting, yeah, isn't it? I knew you, that new tax law. You, I didn't you, want to deal with it. You didn't like that, that no. at all. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you, what's, your, what's your first thought on that? Well, I mean, you've seen both ends. I mean, this is, you saw from the public accounting and now as, as a contractor in business. So let's, let's tear it apart a little bit. What do you think? Well, it's, you know, we've been looking at different things. Um, yeah, we're going to be introducing a Roth option to our 401k plan. We've, we're strategizing W-2 income versus flow through um, business income so that we can take advantage of the small business deduction. I don't know. I, th I think it's, I think once we get some you know, it seems like the meals and entertainment they're still messing around with. Oh boy, are still they no, ever? Yeah, yeah. Still no clear. Contractors path there. don't uh, entertain at all, do they? Oh no, never, never. No. Neither, neither no. do accountants ever. No. You know, CFOs. We, we we don't. But but you're right. That's a good point. I I think we have to get a year uh, under under our belt to see uh, who the winners and losers are. Absolutely. And uh, well, ho and, and to regear. You know, you. It seems like as accountants, you're always planning on how, what is the best path for the current law. So now we have to figure out how to readjust to get the maximum benefit out of where we're headed. So there's that passion for the business again. Yeah. We got to re retool, re re gear. So as we uh, as we wind down the podcast, you know, I want to kind of highlight um, several things we talked about and. Um, uh, one is uh, don't be afraid to become personally invested in your job. I think right. we can check that off. Yep. And uh, we both agree there. I think that's fantastic. People and personal relationships are everything. And that's probably one of my favorites from from your notes. People and personal relationships are everything. Yep. You know, like I said, we went to school to learn how to do the debits and credits, and we really didn't learn how to how to deal with people. So firsthand business and the culture that we that you build uh, and that Ray build helps us to do that. So Absolutely. love that. Take care of your clients, and in return, they will take care of you. So anything else we need to cover on that? I think that no. fits it uh, just uh, fantastic. Uh, our guest today has been Linda Friel, uh, CFO at Pain and Pain Builders in Chardon, Ohio. Uh, but I also have to uh, add that what a tremendous uh, friend uh, and colleague, I'll refer to as colleague of Ray and Associates. So you, again, Dan. I appreciate uh, uh, you making the drive and sharing your notes. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Linda. I think you have a powerful perspective on leadership and customer and client service. 
I hope our listeners will take a moment to reassess their roles and use your tips to help find greater success in their future. Did you enjoy today's episode? Let us know. Like it, comment on it, or share it. And don't forget to check out videos of our podcast on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.